It was an eventful season for Ryan Hartman this past year, from the highs of a game-winning goal in Game 1 of the postseason to getting knocked off the top line and benched due to penalties. All of that and more we saw from Ryan Hartman this past year. So what do we need to see this coming season? What needs to change? And what does he need to do to keep that top spot? All that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive into Ryan Hartman's 2023-2024 season. We'll recap what we saw last year, including a couple of different spots in the lineup. And we'll talk about what Hartman needs to do in order to maintain that top line spot this year. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and we covered all the bases with Ryan Hartman this past season. After a career high in everything two years ago, Hartman did not hit any of those marks this past season, but it was a combination of injuries, a ton of penalties, and a lot of frustration on the ice, and um, all in all, just seems like it was a couple of different seasons that we saw from Hartman this past year. All told, Hartman played in 59 games. He had 15 goals, which was the third most he's ever had, 22 assists, which was the second most he's ever had, 37 points, the second most he's ever had, 90 penalty minutes in 59 games, which was just under last year's pace. He uh, did have 12 even strength, one power play, and two shorthanded goals. He uh, also shot 10.1%, had 149 shots. His time on ice was around 16 minutes, 18 seconds. Won 42% of his face-offs, 42.9% uh, had 48 blocks, 62 hits, 30 takeaways, 32 giveaways. And so for Hartman, after the 34-goal season two years ago, the season started off kind of inconsistent for Hartman. Although if you look at the uh, the game logs for him, uh, he did still have five points in the month of October. He had four goals two years ago in the month of October, which was the difference there. But uh, he did have 16 penalty minutes in the first month of the season compared to 21 shots. So that obviously is not a disparity that you like. Now, the penalties were not a factor in November because Hartman got hurt against Chicago in a game on October 30th. He did not play until December 18th in which he came back against the Ottawa Senators. So uh, managed to have three goals in the six games he played in December. But then you go to the month of January and he had 25 penalty minutes and just five points in the month of January. And so we saw him bumped around uh, into a couple of different spots in the lineup. We moved to the month of February, and uh, things look better 
four goals in February, eight total points. He did have 23 penalty minutes in February, but 17 of those came in one game against the New Jersey Devils. And then the month of March had 12 points, including five goals, um, and cut his penalty minutes down to just 12. Uh, in the month of March compared to 39 shots. So things started to move in the right direction. And obviously then uh, you saw in the first game of the series against the Dallas Stars, had the game winner uh, in double overtime of that game against Dallas, got hurt in that game, skating essentially on one leg and just was not able to be anywhere close to the same player that he was uh, two years ago uh, after he... Um, just just a lot of a lot of things going on for Hartman this past season. Now, the penalties are frustrating. We know that Hartman is a player who kind of balances on one end of a blade, um, as I think Kevin Gorg has mentioned several times when he's been on this show. He's just a guy that kind of walks that fence line. And two years ago, we got a guy who was on the right side of that line. But it's really hard to balance when you're standing um, in that manner. And this past season, he uh, dipped into the bad side of the fence uh, a couple of times before kind of riding the ship uh, as the season wore on. I do find it interesting, though, as well, even with just all that happened, uh, Hartman still had probably statistically his uh, second or third best season. Uh, as an NHLer, he's always been a 9, 10, 11, 12 goal guy um, in previous stops until the last couple of seasons in which he had opportunities higher up in the lineup and has just made the most of them. And so it's interesting going into this season. The hope is that it's the Ryan Hartman of the end of the season as opposed to the Ryan Hartman of the early part of the season in which he got bumped off the top line because he just could not stay out of the penalty box and uh, was just hurting the team, putting pressure on the penalty kill and uh, leading to a ton of goals that uh, just really hurt what the Wild are trying to do uh, as the season wore on. But we're not really going to know until we get into the start of the season which one we have, which is going to be precarious. It always is because Ryan Hartman, when he's operating, when he is a player that is is operating on the right side of that fence line, he's a good player. We saw that two years ago. He was a perfect complement to Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello and what they do when they're out on the ice in kind of – playing catch with each other essentially with the puck and then allowing Ryan Hartman to slip into the cracks while all of the defensive attention goes on those two guys and trying to anticipate what they're going to do with the puck. Ryan Hartman was able to slide into those little openings right around the net and take advantage of some just beautiful point blank um, opportunities for, uh, for point blank goals and, um, it just was a, a trio that worked really, really well two years ago. So do we get back to that? Do we see a lot of the problems that we saw from this past season? We'll go into all of that here on today's episode. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at stats. We'll take a look at where we think Ryan Hartman will end up this coming season with a little over-under 
And uh, we'll do that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5. Yes, just a $5 bill, and you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Yes, you heard me right. All customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is absolutely the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So set yourself up for Sundays full of fun and football by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season with an offer you absolutely will not want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will talk Matt Zuccarello on today's episode, tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Wild as we look at his 2023-2024 season and a little bit of a look into the future to see what we can expect and may uh, get from Zuccarello uh, as he goes through the final year of his current deal. Maybe an extension in the works. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show as well. So the numbers for Hartman this past season, as we mentioned, 15 goals, 22 assists, 37 total points. Let's run through and see what we think about Hartman from this season. Now, 59 games played is an interesting one because Hartman is a physical player. And so you wonder if he is able to make it through a full 82-game season. He got hurt in a fight against the Chicago Blackhawks and missed about a month, and it took him a while to get back to some semblance of normal um, as the season wore on. And it was a shame because two years ago, you could argue that November was Hartman's best month of the season. He had... Eight goals, he had 14 total points, he was a plus 15 on the season, uh, and shot 16% from the ice. Did not play a single game in November this past year. So, with that being said, I feel like the over is a good bet for Hartman this season uh, in terms of games played for starters. Because... Ryan Hartman is in the final year of his current deal. Ryan Hartman also took an extremely team-friendly deal to stay with Minnesota for the last three seasons, $1.7 million per season. He took less to stay here. And so if Ryan Hartman wants to cash in a little bit, it's imperative that he have a year that is more resembling of two seasons ago as opposed to what we saw this past season. And I think if you look at how this last season played out, when Hartman came back into the lineup, when he got back on the top line, everything seemed to kind of slide into place and the penalties went down, the goals went back up, the shots went up. And so if he can just stay in that space 
operate in that space of being a little bit of a guy with an edge, but also not using it to the full detriment of the team, then he should be able to stay in the lineup. If he avoids fighting, he should be able to stay in the lineup uh, to be able to exceed that 59 goals played mark. So I'm going to take the over on games played for Hartman this season. Now, from a goals perspective, it's pretty simple here. If he stays on the top line, if he's able to be a functional enough component of that top line to stay on it, he's going to hit the over for goals. He's going to hit the over for assists. He's going to hit the over for points. It's that simple. If he continues to be the third component of that line, we talked about the amount of attention that goes to Kirill Kaprizov, the amount of attention that goes to Matt Zuccarello as the playmakers on that line, the guys that move around the zone, the guys that try to set plays up. If Hartman can be the guy that kind of slips in between and just by sheerly being there is able to just kind of get lost in the zone, the opportunities for him will be endless for this combination. And so I'm banking on a season in which we see some things go back because we, we talked about this as well. When we looked at Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno and Matt Zuccarello uh, in terms of which players could replicate two years ago and Zuccarello and Hartman are the most likely to be able to do so because especially from Hartman's perspective, once he got things back on track, he was fine. That top line was fine um, until Kirill Kaprizov got hurt. And so if you keep that trio together, and if Hartman is a productive piece of that grouping, then those numbers are all going to be higher. Now, special teams-wise, we saw Hartman get some time on special teams when Jewel Eriksonek was knocked out of the lineup. And so he had a couple of shorthanded goals. I would not bet as much on that because you have Connor Dewar, you have Brandon Duhame, who are more prominent penalty killers on this team. Of course, if Jewel Eriksonek's in the lineup, if he's breathing, he's playing on that penalty kill. And so the spots and the chances for PK time for Hartman are going to be less. Now, on the power play, there are certainly opportunities on that second unit for Hartman to pick up some power play goals. It's going to be needed for this team to have a functioning special teams, a functioning power play, for them to have a little more balance. I, I did see suggested that Kirill Kaprizov maybe man both units. I would not be upset about that whatsoever. If that ends up being the case, then that increases the likelihood of everybody on that second unit scoring if Kaprizov is the one quarterbacking both units. But as it currently stands, the likelihood of scores for that second unit is lower um, until we see what Jason King can do with that group, trying to create some more space and create some more opportunities for a unit that had struggles at times even getting the puck into the offensive zone. 
So I would be hesitant to add to any sort of special teams scores or numbers for Hartman just because his opportunities are, are relegated to basically power play two, and that's pretty much it. But the even strength numbers, I think, are, are going to rise. They're, they're just, I don't feasibly see any way that the even score numbers for this team are as bad as they were this past season. So Hartman should be able to exceed pretty much all of his numbers from this past season. And you look at a guy who had 15 goals in 59 games. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, it, you end up being a, somewhere around a 20, 25 goal guy on that pace. So we're talking about just a, a, a not great season for Ryan Hartman and he finished with 15 goals. So if he can exceed that, if he can be between, you know, 45 and 55 points on the season as a third component for a top line with Kaprizov and with Zuccarello, that I think is going to be a, um, I think that's going to create a pretty solid tandem. Although I'll agree with Denny and others who have said it. Second line is going to probably be the the breadwinner for points for this team, even with Kirill Kaprizov on that top line, just because there's more of a consistent range for line two than there is for line three, because you know Kirill's getting between 40 and 50 goals. Zuccarello and Hartman will be probably in the 20 to 30 range. Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck profile as right around 30 goal guys. Marcus Johansson, probably between 20 and 25. So the numbers will probably be similar, but I just would think that the second line has a few more points. But it's not like the first line will be far behind them if everybody is able to just stay within themselves, do their thing. And that includes especially Ryan Hartman. And we'll finish today's show by talking about, A, the things that Hartman needs to do in order to keep that top spot and who might be knocking on the door if he's not able to do so. We'll discuss that as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day for your, uh, for the everydayers. Make sure to check out our season preview for Matt Zuccarello coming up on tomorrow's edition of Lockdown Wild, which you can find anywhere you listen to your podcasts. So what does Ryan Hartman need to do in order to keep that top spot on the Kaprizov line with Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello? Well, honestly, it's pretty simple. Limit time in the penalty box and stay healthy now there are a lot of other things that go into it but let's just take into consideration the players that we've seen occupy that top spot that have really not done much with it it always used to be the victor rask show and victor rask as the boat driver at points looked like the grandpa on Weekend at Bernie's. Just no production whatsoever. And it's, oh, don't mind me, I'm going to get out of the way so Caprizov and Zuccarello can do their things. 
we have seen previously Sam Steele occupy that spot. Steele started off well in that instance, but then went through like a 13-game stretch in which he didn't have a point. He had maybe three or four shots and truly just became a player that was penciled in for minutes and was not giving you anything else other than said minutes. And so that top spot has always been an enigma, but we've seen how it can work when the player in that spot is an active participant. And Ryan Hartman was that two years ago. Two years ago, when attention was given to Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello in the way of two players sometimes keeping an eye on Kaprizov, two players sometimes keeping an eye on Matt Zuccarello, Hartman ended up leading the team in goals through the first handful of games of the season. He ended up answering that bell and saying, okay, if they're going to put a ton of pressure on those two guys, I'll step up and I will happily shoot the shots. And so while they are drawing the attention, it's like a magic trick. It's like a magician who has the thing that you are seeing that's going on in front of you while the trick is actually happening to divert your attention from what the magician is actually doing whether it be pulling a rabbit out of a hat. I don't know. I just watched The Prestige again for like the 90th time the other day. Love that movie with every fiber of my being. And that's one of the things they talk about when they dive into the anatomy of a magic trick is there's the out front element of the trick that is meant to distract the public from what is actually going on. And two years ago, Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello were the outward portion of the magic trick. And Ryan Hartman was the actual trick itself. And it fooled everyone the entire season. And this past year, that magic did not live up to the same standard. So, if this line combination is going to be effective... Ryan Hartman needs to take advantage of the opportunities afforded by the magic and brilliance of Kirill Kaprizov with the puck and the, don't take it for granted, shot creatability of Matt Zuccarello as well. He needs to take advantage of those opportunities right in front of the net with those point blank shots that he did so well at two seasons ago. If he does that, if he doesn't let the frustrations boil over while he's out on the ice, if he does all that, he can hold that top spot. And I know there's preference and want to see younger options in that spot. But here's the reality of the situation is if Hartman has a career season, he's going to get paid accordingly. He is going to get a good amount of money from somebody to go somewhere else in the wild are not going to be able to match that. If he has a good season this upcoming year, I'm not averse to bringing him back to be a veteran on this group for a modest sum. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to lie and say that I don't want that because Hartman is a good player. He is, an important piece to this team, 
but there needs to be responsibility with all that and not getting frustrated when things aren't going your way and committing those types of penalties that we talk about as the ones that you can't have when you're out there on the ice. I don't care about fighting. I don't care about those types of penalties because a lot of times that's done in retaliation or a lot of times that's done in sticking up for a teammate. So those penalties, you can just sweep right under the rug. It's the trippings, it's the hookings, the slashings, those types of penalties that are done because a player is out of position and is trying to overcompensate so that they don't get beat down the ice for a goal or otherwise. Those are the types of penalties that we can't have. And so if Ryan Hartman can limit those types of penalties and can be an effective shot artist on this top line, then it can work because we've seen it. It is possible for it to work. But if he doesn't do that, then you're going to see the likes of probably Freddie Goudreau first get the opportunity to be on that top line to try to stabilize things and to bring a steadying presence to that top line because that's what Freddie Goudreau does. He steadies things. He's a calming presence. He has very much what you see is what you get. There are no big ebbs and flows to his game in that regard. You could see Marco Rossi get an opportunity in that spot if he makes the team out of training camp. But it's all on Ryan Hartman. If he plays well, if he plays smart, if he plays responsible while he's out there on the ice, then he'll hold that top spot down and this won't be something that we talk about. But if not, if he's not the trick while Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello are the outward portion of the magic trick, well, then we got problems. And so for Ryan Hartman, it's simple. Don't let penalties consume your on-ice play. If he doesn't do that, we're in a good spot. And that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for tuning in and making Lockdown Wild your first choice for Minnesota Wild news and notes. We hope you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new content throughout the week and throughout the rest of the off-season. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.